You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, Positively Perfect and Perky Podcast patrons and pals. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 44, and I'm your humble host, Karen. And we are your sassy suspects sussing out Sasquatch and Sarsaparilla suspense. <laughs> what? I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. And today is our best of 2012 show. It's our last show of the year. Right. Yeah. We're doing a clip show. Uh, we're here to celebrate and highlight the best, the weirdest, the funniest, and the, the, the poopiest moments <laughs> from Good Job Brain this year. And, you know, we're just four silly pub trivia nerds who are nuts about weird facts, secret histories, and trivia nuggets. So we're really glad that we get to share our passion with the world. And before we start the show, I want to quickly thank our listeners and fans for all of your support and feedback, all of our initial Kickstarter backers from last year who helped make this happen, and of course, special thanks to uh, Men's Outfitter Bonobos, our main sponsor. Awesome clothes by awesome people. You guys at Bonobos truly are good people, and we want to thank you guys for partnering with us and believing in us. It's a a match made in pun-loving heaven. (laughs) And we know we're just a little indie hobby podcast, but all you guys keep us going. Going and we appreciate it so much. So today's show is all about celebrating the greatest 2012 moments of Good Job Brain. We had 43 episodes. This is episode 44. More than 350 different segments. Crazy. <laughs> I started counting the questions, like the trivia questions. They have too many. I, I, wow. I don't even have a number. Ranging from silly to challenging quizzes, mind-blowing facts, uh, juicy histories and origins about everything from urinals to cheddar cheese to uh, pooping duck robots. And we've enlisted the help of our listeners on Facebook and Twitter to help us curate some of our best moments. And if you're a Good Job Brain listener, we invite you to travel back in time and laugh with us, laugh at us. And if you're a new listener, uh, you sure are in for a treat. (laughs) <laughs> so we always start the show with our general trivia segment called Pop Quiz Hotshot. And this is when I choose a random Trivial Pursuit card from a box. And part of the fun is that Trivial Pursuit can be hit or miss. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's super easy and sometimes it's super, super hard. So here are some of the best and worst questions we ever got. All right, Yellow Wedge. What 18th century invention did its creator claim worked so quickly the subject would feel nothing but a refreshing coolness? Uh, Lobotomy. Incorrect, but close. (laughs) That would be the guillotine. Yes, guillotine. (laughs) Feel minty fresh. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first ad campaign for guillotine. Yeah, (laughs) the the refreshing cool maker. Why would I want to pay for this? (laughs) What 1996 hit song was criticized because its lyrics are examples of simple bad luck rather than the literary (laughs) device described by the song's title? Chris. Uh, That would be uh, ironic by Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Which I prefer to think is her elaborate meta statement. Like, it's ironic that her song contains no actual examples of irony. (laughs) She doesn't get enough credit. No, Alanis. (laughs) So clever. Uh, Let's see. Green Wed for Science. 
What two bodily fluids did International Space Station astronauts start converting into drinkable water in 2009? I'm sorry, two bodily fluids? Two. Two bodily fluids. Urine. Correct. Right. Spit. I was going to guess saliva as well. I was going to guess tears. <laughs> no. Oh, 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 oh. Sweat? Correct. Oh, yeah. sweat. I'm like, all right. Okay. Sweat. Right. sweat and urine. What arcade game was inspired by a pizza with a slice missing from it? <laughs> Pac-Man. Yes, it is Pac-Man. That is sort of true. <laughs> it's sort of true and not true. In recent years, when they asked the creator of Pac-Man, he's like, well, that is what I said, so let's just go ahead and say that that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. That's no fun. And Pac-Man was originally called... Puck-Man. Puck Man. Puck-Man. Yes. Yes. Very fortunate they changed it to Pac. Yes. Puck-Man. P. Yes. Yeah. Test those pop filters. That, that is, that urban legend is absolutely true. I mean, they the American uh, company was like, no, 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 you have to change it because vandals are going to erase part of the P and change it to a different letter. Oh. <laughs> Buckman. Buckman. Yeah, Buckman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of sandwich is slang for a punch? Uh, a knuckle sandwich. Yes. What a weird <laughs> question. <laughs> Why is this in true pursuit? You got to know your English idioms. Yeah. Knuckle sandwich. Or your 1920s gangster <laughs> slang. <laughs> Blue Wedge Geography. In what country might you enjoy as a delicacy a corn fungus called Cuitlacoche? Mexico. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I want to explain this a little bit. This is one of those things. This is on my list of uh, things that you should not Google image search. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's basically a fungus that infects corn and turns these kernels into like elephant man-ish giant bumpy kernels and and black. It Mm -hmm. looks like evil corn. Like if there was like a... Like a Satan possessed corn, it would look like this. You're right, Frank, it does. Frank corn mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Franken corn. Frank. All right, pop culture pink wedge. What superhero shares a name with a popular Black Sabbath song? Iron Man. Correct. <laughs> that question was so easy, I couldn't even do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Is it, is it a trick <laughs> question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. One of my favorite uh, trivia challenges was when we stumbled upon a cache of trivia cards from the 80s. <laughs> the Topps trivia cards? Yes. Oh, and no. there were two vintage things in there. There was vintage trivia mm. and vintage gum. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what possessed us, Chris, but I think we decided it would be a good idea to put the gum in our mouths. I think, I think we opened the package up and I said, let's eat the gum on air. Yeah. And, uh, and we did. And this is what transpired. <laughs> Trivia battle game. It's in wax paper. It's right here in front of me. Sealed. And it's from 1984. Yep, nice. Mm-hmm. In each pack, there are nine cards, one sticker, and one stick of bubble gum. <laughs> so if if my not... math is right, yeah. that means this piece of gum is 28 years old. Yep. Yes, yes. Chris the... said he was going to eat it, by the I way. Said, well, I said I was going to eat it, but then I thought maybe just the loser should I eat the, the gum. I think the loser. Same as I'm sorry. The loser has okay. to eat the gum. I do not agree to these terms. <laughs> <laughs> 
Unless I win, oh. and then it's fine. Okay. <laughs> this is sealed. I'm going to open it right now. Hope you can hear the... And while opening. Karen opens this, I just... Yeah, I mean, one of the things that really tickles us is not only do we have to try and answer these questions, but we have to remember this is from a 1984 mindset. Yeah. So anything about politics or movie hits or things like that, <laughs> right, we have right. to pretend... All right, I'm just going to pick a random one. Okay, All right. okay. All right. Here we go. I guess they have categories. <laughs> uh, the red is, I guess, silver screen. Here we go. Uh, oh, it's people. Who played Conan's girlfriend in the first movie? <laughs> what is this referring Like Conan the Barbarian? It must be Conan the Barbarian. Well, was that uh, uh, Grace Jones? Sandal Bergman. Oh. Or uh, Grace oh. Slick. Uh, who? Wait, what? <laughs> Sandal, Sandal Bergman. All right. oh. Wow. All right. Wow. All right, next question. What is Supergirl's name on Earth? Oh, these are pretty. These tough. are these That's are questions that people in the nineteen eighties would know. I'm gonna guess. Is it like Aurora or something? Incorrect. No. Well, Shira's Shira's oh. name is Princess Adora, which meant it is. Yeah. What is it? Linda Lee. Linda no, okay, Lee. did not know that. Okay, again with the alliterative names for yeah, for yeah. a comic book character, Linda Clark Lee. Kent. Yeah. So the orange one is high IQ. Mm. Who was the first pilot to fly faster than the speed of sound? Jeez. It's Colin. Go for it. I believe that was Chuck Yeager. I believe so, too. Correct. Okay. Captain Charles Yeager. <laughs> we call him Chuck now. Yeah. All right. Uh, what rock performer had hits with Jeopardy and the breakup song? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know the Weird yeah, Al did the parody. Yeah, right. I lost on yes, Jeopardy, yes, but, but I forget the, the name Our of Loves the, in yeah. Jeopardy. I cannot retrieve that no. one. It is Greg Kinn. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, now, having lost, I will eat the gum of shame. All right. It was meant to be. <laughs> Are we going to split this? I want to try some. All right, Karen, break it in half. Guys, this gum is 28 years old. At least. Okay, I'm just going to, you know, chew it for a little while. It's going to dissolve in your mouth. All right. Here we go. That's my guess. The live, live show. Well, us. this is our last episode of Good Job, Bray. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's dissolving in my mouth. I told you it was going to dissolve. Wow, it kind of just... <laughs> Turned into a, a paste in my mouth. It's falling apart. It's crumbling. <laughs> it is, yeah. That gum is older than most of our listeners. Uh, you know, I, I, I will give it that the flavor actually was like what I remembered, but it did turn to like wallpaper paste as soon as it as soon as the moisture hit it. So if I had to say there was a through line or a, like a like a recurring theme of our podcast. That would be poo. <laughs> yeah, it would be poop. Or discharges from the anal regions of different animals. More, broad, more broadly speaking. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll wide, widen the net a little bit. <laughs> Here are some of our favorite moments uh, of poo talk. Just anything occurring in and around the body. Yeah. So my research to bizarre expensive food is also related to, to animals. And this one is called the Kopi Luwak coffee. And this type of coffee, which is known to be the world's most rare, smoothest, most flavorful, most awesomest coffee. Does this involve in something pooping the coffee? It does. Oh. The one. <laughs> you got it. It's about $300 per pound. 
and only 500 pounds of these beans are, are produced each year in uh, Sumatra. Yep, you're right. There is a, a smallish foraging little tropical <laughs> raccoon called the palm civet the or civet. Civet, civet. That this little raccoon would look for the sweetest uh, coffee fruit, or I guess coffee cherries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They would swallow the fruit whole. Right. And the animal in his stomach, they only digest the, the fleshy fruit part. So the undigested coffee beans uh, pass through the system. And people, <laughs> people collect the beans afterwards. Yeah. They, they clean it, of course. They roast and proceed. Naturally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> proceed your usual coffee uh, roasting ritual. Now, now, the reason that they take them out of the poop as opposed to just grabbing, <laughs> as opposed to just grabbing off the bush, it, uh, there's something like it changes the chemical composition, yeah. right? The little raccoons have this unique enzyme in their GI system. All the fruit is being digested, but these enzymes and acids penetrate through the coffee beans and neutralize. The, the bitter oils in the beans and it is said that it causes 25 otherwise unreachable flavors in the bean <laughs> to be released during mm. brewing so i'm sure their the flavors are poop <laughs> sharp <laughs> so they're not farming it there's just there's how many raccoons live in the forest yeah so I, I don't know if they have just a bunch of pet raccoons sort of at bay and be like feast yeah. you guys today is the day here you go guys <laughs> here's a bunch it, of newspapers yeah. go to your business yeah <laughs> <laughs> If they were friends, they would just force feed them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be at Starbucks right now. <laughs> I like little uh, raccoons. Yeah, raccoon yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're giving me a little, yeah. little bowl of coffee beans, a little tiny copy of Uncle John's bathroom reader. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining cool. little tiny reading glasses on his nose. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is just another one of these foods that where I'm like, Someone had to be the first one. Like, you know, like, I, be- I believe that it is good mm. coffee, but who, who, someone, you know what would make good coffee, Roger, is if we... <laughs> <laughs> the cat poop didn't work out yeah. so great. <laughs> this was like number nine in a series of animals that they had tried. <laughs> Oh, this is definitely the best one so far. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best though. It's like, should we? Should we, we should keep going. Going. I know. Should we? Should we move on? <laughs> this is one of those stories that I, I didn't want to be true. I, 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 I started by going to Snopes and the skeptic sites. I, I really wanted this one to to have been disproven, but it was on uh, Smoking Gun, and uh, I actually found the original uh, newspaper articles as well. So this is the Sherry Anima story, and. Uh, Sherry Enema, not a stripper. I, yeah, I Sherry Enema is a thing. I think we went to high school That's together. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry Enema. Oh, yeah. Yes, this was 2004. And uh, Tammy Warner, she was arrested for uh, administering a, uh, a Sherry Enema to her husband. That That's love, also. <laughs> Poor Michael Warner. He had, a, he had a really bad throat ailment. Was also an alcoholic. His way of getting around his love of drinking and inability to drink down his throat was administering Sherry Enemas. Oh. And... And so he, he and she one night uh, apparently administered three liters of <gasps> sherry, three liters, so and much. fortunately and perhaps predictably died of alcohol poisoning. And so she mm-hmm. was essentially arrested for the uh, uh, homicide, for facilitating his death, you know, knowing that he was an alcoholic, knowing that he had been prohibited from drinking. You know, when you're drinking normally, when you, when you get drunk or pass out, you stop consuming. When you're absorbing alcohol 
through that method, you pass out, but it continues to absorb into your system. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I, imagine if he wasn't married and he's just a single dude, like, and he would have to call up his buddies to ask them to yeah. give him a sherry. Hey, 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 hey man, I need a favor. <laughs> I'm not helping you move again, Michael. No, I'm not it's moving. Not that. <laughs> Amazing. Ew. Amazing. Ew. Did she go to jail for it? She she did not get charged. Uh, the charges were dismissed. Uh, yeah. Sorry, she was charged, but she was mm-hmm. not convicted. The charges were dismissed. They they essentially, you know, they, they found it a little just too kind of a gray area that, you know, where do you draw the, where, <laughs> yeah. where do you draw a, the it's line? It's actually more of a brown area. Yes, the uh, just the final note here. Um, apparently, his blood alcohol level was 0.47%, which is six times the, uh, six times uh. the level of being considered drunk. Wow. Wow. Yes. You know, it's Texas. Go big or stay home. (laughs) Stay home and give yourself a sherry enema. Do you know what castorium is? It's a substance. And I'm going to say no. You guys don't know what that no. is. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's something to do with castor beans. I don't know. Ca- castorium is simply, and I'm I'm going to say this as classy as possible, but these are not classy words. Uh-oh. Uh, anal beaver juice. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> so castorium is... <laughs> is it like all the best things in the world come from the butts of little yeah, of, of, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it okay. so castorium um is a substance produced by the glands of a beaver located between the anus and genitals of a beaver huh. it is fda approved and what you use castorium for is to highlight specifically vanilla flavoring and raspberry flavoring. (laughs) And so butt juice from a beaver. (laughs) Makes raspberry and vanilla flavored things uh, taste a lot better. I like the flavor profiles. (laughs) 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 The synergy of the two flavors. In addition, not only is it approved by the FDA... Um, they don't have to call it castorium or anal beaver juice. <laughs> they work, no. they workshopped yeah. anal beaver juice. They <laughs> yeah, just yeah, did yeah. not test they well. sold it. They sold it in giant cans at Costco, <laughs> yeah. and just nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. So they're officially uh, re- <laughs> referenced simply as natural flavoring. That's on <laughs> yes. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're reading the ingredients list, and it says natural, natural flavoring, flavoring. And could, you're, it could right. be anal beaver juice. Right. I'm going to assume as... from now on it doesn't – but it's raspberry, raspberry vanilla jam. flavor. It's ras- not even raspberry like beef flavor. Like you'd imagine it in a hot dog or something. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Just, right. Not, it's in the ice cream. Just imagine when you're taking that bite of that delicious raspberry ice cream sundae. Just, just <laughs> – fluids expressing themselves <laughs> mightily like old faithful from from that mysterious area between the anus and the genitals of a beaver again i wonder how how do they discover this how I, right, <laughs> right, right that's true you know you know i think so it is i was I down there for something uh, else you know and... what it's like i was sleeping with my mouth open <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And a beaver walked by (laughs) with some raspberries and sprayed it in and it just tasted horrible until I ate a raspberry off a nearby tree and it really, it just made the flavor pop. Yeah. What can I add to this raspberry to make it taste better? Oh, I know. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply but I do want to talk about a particular mushroom. And when you think of the, the kind of quintessential wild mushroom from storybooks and stuff, how would you describe it? What do you picture? The, the like white, white stalk, the red, red cap, cap with the little white dots all over it. Exactly. Right. So that mushroom is, it has a lot of names. There's fly amanita and fly mm-hmm. agaric, basically. Ah. The okay. original kind of Super Mario mushroom. These are poisonous and yeah. they, they can be they can yeah. be deadly and i think scientists have stated that a fatal dose is about 15 caps oh okay so you can eat All a right. lot of them so you can get a whole salad before you die <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what's interesting about this mushroom is it is very popular among reindeers. Okay. Reindeers go nuts for these mushrooms. Huh. And uh, let me let me kind of uh, uh, backtrack a little bit. They're the Sami people, S-A-M-I, mm. and they're indigenous people from the very, very northern parts Lapland, of... Lapland, right? Yep, Lapland, Sweden, hmm. Norway, Finland. Mm. Very, very cold. The Sami traditions or the Lap traditions and beliefs are based on a lot of kind of a shaman mystic spirituality and they also have a great working relationship with reindeers that are also indigenous to those parts of the land very hardy animals and, and very cute and they're used for dragging carriages yeah, yeah, for writing yeah. for everything mm-hmm. and delivering presents delivering presents yes <laughs> way, way 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 back there was a tradition where a lot of people noticed that the native reindeers go bonkers over these mushrooms these bright red white spotted mushrooms and these are the fly agaric mushrooms and the deers even go hunting for them through the snow like they can spot and they can smell so the reindeer are drug addicts (laughs) yes Um, now there isn't concrete evidence supporting if the chemical compounds in the mushroom actually affect them, mm-hmm. but you know p- there have been reports that they prance a lot more. Right, right. they like they really they like Doritos. Or <laughs> well, yeah. it's like catnip. I mean, it's like they they're yeah. attracted to it for some reason. Yeah. There, there's yeah. something pleasurable. Could be the odor. Could okay. be we don't know. What can be scientifically proven is that the reindeer urine <gasps> has drug-like chemical properties. Mm. So uh, back in the day. I I see where this is going. Uh-huh. People oh, no. drank no. reindeer pee <laughs> oh. to get high, oh. and they do. They they go into a trance. They they, they have wow. a trip. Wow! And uh, perhaps even a vision, and it kind of coincides with their you know shaman beliefs ah. too. And and there are also reports that you know after humans who ingest a reindeer urine or affected reindeer urine, their urine still has drug compounds too. Whoa. And the reindeers would then... Sniff that out. Sniff that out <laughs> right. and, and, and eat the snow where people pee. It's a beautiful... The beautiful reindeer circle. eat the mushrooms and then we drink their pee and then we pee on the ground and the reindeer eat our pee. The circle, circle of life! <laughs> it's beautiful. In its own way. So now, if you were to eat the mushrooms, they would kill you. But so if you want to eat the mushrooms, just filter it through a reindeer first. Yes. It's like the Brita. That's my takeaway. Yeah. The reindeer is your drug Brita. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, in addition to being trivia nerds, we are all word nerds, and occasionally we stretch the boundaries of this show to do some wordplay and language games and language puzzles, and we even had our good friend Tyler Hinman, five-time national crossword puzzle champion on the show once. Here is a collection of some of our favorite word-based trivia from this past year. What about you, Tyler? Um, I'm going to bring to you, uh, if you haven't heard it yet, this is um, Will Shorts' favorite word. Will oh. Shorts being Ooh. the crossword editor of the New York Times. He, uh, he, he always says this is his uh, favorite word. I'm going to pass it on here. The word is eucalagon. Oh. That's U-C-A-L-E-G-O-N. And uh, that was the name of an elder of Troy whose house was set ablaze during the sacking of Troy. And now it means the ultra-useful term, a neighbor whose house is on fire. Oh, sure, <laughs> nice. sure, sure, sure. Not, not yeah. whose house has been set on fire. That's more general. Okay. It's it's yeah. The conflagration <laughs> is sufficient. Yeah. So it's the person. Yes. You're describing the person yeah. who's yes. house. It sounds like who a bath a neighbor? gel. Eucalaga. Yeah, Eucalagon, take me away. I have a gross word. I found a very awesome word. Go on. It's changed my life. We like gross things. It's called snarge. <laughs> that snarge. has to be a discharge of some kind. He was, he, was, he was the little character on Thundercats, right? Snarge? Snarf. Oh. Snarf. 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 Yellow snarge right here. Yeah. Okay. So snarge is what happens when a plane and a bird come together. And they- <laughs> in not so harmonious terms, I trust. It's the bird smoothie part. <laughs> oh, my God. Snarge. And oh it, dear! So I'm guessing I'm just going to guess this word was named by pilots and, it was, and not by the birds. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was named by people who work in museums and like have to prepare the birds for display. Snarf. Yeah. Now, good does one. this include beaks or no? Those, <laughs> yeah. those, those thrown clear. Snafu and discharge. Snarf. Nice. Oh, um, that's good. I like it. There are many words in the English language that end with the letters M, A, and N. Uh, so I will describe the superhero, and you will tell me uh, what that superhero is. And, of course, the superhero's name is going to be just a word in the English language that, that ends with the letters That is fun! M-A-N-N. I okay. think I understand. Now a, lot of, now, a lot of these, it's going to be like the letters M, A, and N are there because that means it does actually does mean man. For example, if I were to say... Now, I'm going to give you the tagline off of this superhero's comic book that I, I see. In my mind. I so see. if I were to say, he'll make your head ring, it's Spellman. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it? Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. And of course, the answer does not count unless you say it like, Bellman! <laughs> Enthusiasm is part of the correct answer. Exactly. Right. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> he fights for truth, justice, and saving bachelors from how to learn how to use an oven. He's the woman. <laughs> oh, the foreman. Foreman. Ah. Hey, can you help him find the dining hall? It's the freshman. Yes. Oh, that's good. Okay. His secret power: relaxing on a group of tropical islands owned by the British. Jamaican man. <laughs> oh. Bahamian. No. Oh, that was good. That was good. Oh. That was good. K-Man. K-Man oh. Island. Oh. His eyes shoot beams of sauerkraut. German. German. <laughs> what beams of sauerkraut? <laughs> <laughs> I like the, they have, to have special sauerkraut goggles to cover it. He's three balls of ice cold fury. The snow. He's snowman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so 
dumb. It's one for you, 19 for him. He is, of course, the tax man. Yay! <laughs> yes, in spirit of the late George Harrison. Yes. Oh, that's why Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what? Oh, my face hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's good. Oh. This is a pretty popular pub quiz thing. I'm pretty happy that we're doing this. And kind of inspired by our sponsor, Bonobos. And I'm going to call this segment Bunch of Bonobos. Uh, we here love collective nouns of animals. Love them. Because they're so weird. Uh, some are maybe too good to be true. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of them are very tongue-in-cheek when they were created. Yeah, poetic, too. Yeah, very like poetic. A, yeah. They're so fun. We've shared before... In previous episodes, a group of cats is actually a clouder mm-hmm. of cats. And also a unicorn is a, a blessing of unicorn, though that is a little controversial. I still think that one's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Just I dumb. think the better, you know, or like a lot of people love like a murder of crows yep. is a great one that a lot of people like. So we all picked a, a few of our favorites. I tried to look up for bonobos and there actually was not a collective noun for bonobos. <laughs> so I think the bonobo scientist should, should decide on one. So, it's so, a sex cave. Well, yeah. <laughs> orgy, an orgy, orgy of bonobos. bonobos. <laughs> it's a Caligula of bonobos. <laughs> so the three I picked are rattlesnakes, jellyfish, and lobsters. Ooh. Oh, a group of rattlesnakes is called a Roomba. A Roomba, <laughs> a, Roomba a vacuum. Of Wait, a, like the vacuum? Like the dance? Oh, like okay. a Roomba. A Roomba. Yeah, a Roomba. R U M B A. R H U M B A. A Roomba. Because they are the wiggly. They're they yeah. They're yeah. dancing. It's true. Yeah. They're very sensual animal. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they are, Colin. (laughs) Sure thing. Why are you backing away, Dana? (laughs) Yes, snakes are essential animal. (laughs) And a group of jellyfish is called a snack. Mm. A smack of jellyfish. I kind of just imagine, like, a jellyfish in my face. Smacking into you. Yeah. And a lobster, a group of lobster is called a risk. A risk of lobsters. You risk your hand when you put it in a risk of Could lobsters. Be. Risk of Maybe. lobsters. Could be. Some risky bisque. Oh, <laughs> I like that. We should make a soup company. <laughs> <laughs> and this one will be called risky bisque. No, bisque-ness. no one will buy that. <laughs> it's like, is it contaminated? <laughs> Who knows? And some risky biscuits. That would be good. <laughs> well, I did some uh, some birds. I have an all bird rundown here. Birds, they have the best uh, names. And eagles. You guys know what a collection of eagles is? Is a Patriot. A convocation. Con- oh, oh, I can imagine. Yeah, so yeah. regal. It yeah. is very regal. A convocation. A bunch of, of Sam the Eagles, like yeah. in the room. Yeah, just so proud and yeah. just oh. upright somehow. Hmm. Pheasants is a bouquet of pheasants. Ew. <laughs> I think that's sweet. I just imagine like a bunch of dead birds like tied together. <laughs> With the cellophane wrapping around yeah. them. And a ribbon. You better get these in some water right away. <laughs> Uh, and, but this was my favorite, though, for owls. A parliament of owls. Oh, yes, I have heard that. I love that. It just yeah. seems so appropriate. Because they're wise. Yeah, you just see them mm-hmm. kind of sitting there in judgment of you. I have some cutesy ones, too. A group of leopards is a leap. <laughs> a yep. leap of leopards. <laughs> spiders, a group of spiders. Do you know what that is? Mm, a, sp- no. a spackle of spiders. A spackle. 
spasm of spiders. It's a clutter of spiders. Oh, but mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like if you're cleaning out your garage and you have all that clutter, That's you move fair. it, and That's then you fair. find a bunch of spiders. You're like, right. it's a clutter of spiders. You know, these these names are not. By and large, there's no scientific basis for these names. They're they're written by poets. You know, they're flowery language that have just sort of come into common acceptance. Uh, boars is a singular of boars. What? Um, that seems very really oxymoronic. You'd think. Apparently, what some people think it comes from is the French word for boar is sanglier. Oh. Uh, yep. I thought that was a really um, beautiful poem. Like, boys don't travel, uh, you know, with others. So it's, it's a singular boar. That's walk so alone. sad. That's yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, a surfeit of skunks. Surfeit. Surfeit, yes, which means surfeit. a surplus. Even one is too many. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, I mean, that's what it is. Wow, lots of great uh, potential t-shirt ideas there. <laughs> Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Things done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. So, of course, a huge part of any trivia challenge is the music. And people uh, love the music. People round. love the music, and I think I feel like we pride ourselves on our range and our depth of musical mm. knowledge. Uh, so we've had some awesome musical challenges, including us being lucky enough to be introduced to our robotic friend Elvis, <laughs> yep. Yep. the electronic lyric vocalization interpretation interface system. 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 The electronic lyrical vocal interface system. Yeah. Either uh, way, it spells Elvis. Yeah. Either way, it spells <laughs> Elvis, which is really all we cared about. So he is our intentionally low-tech computer voice, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> trying to share some love of music with people. He does his best. Yeah. I want you guys to imagine if all of these opening lines for songs were uh, read by a computerized AI voice. <laughs> okay. So I, I've put together a collection of songs here, opening opening lines of popular songs. So here, we'll start off with an easy one just to sort of uh, uh, calibrate here. So this popular 90s song. When you were here before, couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. Uh, I believe I believe that was Dana. Creep. Yes, it is. Uh, creep by Creep by Radiohead. That's so, so scary. I know. I know. Uh, so uh, all right. So we'll try to get a little bit more complicated here, but you guys get the uh, the angle here. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Next one. Take, if you will, the picture of you and I engaged in a kiss. The sweat of your body covers me. Can you, my darling, can you picture this? <laughs> Uh, Dana. Uh, when doves cry. It is. Yeah. It is when yeah. doves cry by Prince. Yeah. Oh, by Prince. Yeah. The sweat of your body covers me. Uh, all right. Uh, 
the next one. Look around. Everywhere you turn is heartache. It's everywhere that you go. You try everything you can to escape the pain of life that you know. <laughs> I believe that was Chris. <laughs> Vogue. It is Vogue. It is Vogue by Madonna. I really yeah. had to work through the whole thing amazing. to get to the chorus. It's, it is amazing. Like in isolation, the lyrics seem so dark. Right. Like, yeah. oh, some goth song. I don't yep, know. Yep, yep. All right. Here we go. Here's the next one. You keep saying you got something for me. Something you call love, but confess. You've been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin'. And now someone else is getting all your best. <laughs> that was, these boots are made for that walkers. That was, these boots uh, are made by for Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> I like the way they yeah. did the phrase. You've been messin' where you shouldn't have been, been a messin'. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, last one, last one here. And I hope this one will be easy. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. You pain in my veins, so I'm out to cut the junkie. With the plastic eyeballs, spray paint the vegetables. Dog food stalls with the beefcake pantyhose. That was Dana. It's uh, Beck. It it's is. Loser. It is Loser, loser yeah. by Beck, yes. I'll yes. start with Creep and with Loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, good job. That was so much fun that to put together. That was awesome. Right, time for my quiz, All and right. guess what? Music round is back. Yeah, by popular demand. And there is a theme, but you don't have to guess the theme because it will be fairly obvious uh, by the second clip. And okay. how this is going to work is I'm going to play uh, five short clips of music, and you have to identify the artist who performed All right. the songs. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, God. It, uh, the name of the song is, of course, Papa Umau Mau. <laughs> um, it is. Unless, Sur- is it? Surf and Bird. Surf and Bird. Surf yeah. and bird. Oh, well, yeah. they combined. That's, that's Surf and Bird combined two songs, right? There was a song called Papa Umau Mau. Yeah, I think part. you're right. I think you're right. It was, it was a reference to yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. either way, we're just stalling because none of us is... Uh, none uh, of us can think of... Well, who's the artist of Surf and Bird? I just is... think of Peter Griffin. I cannot remember. It is The Trash Men. Mm. The Trash Men. Oh, oh, the Trash That's men. perfect. Trash Such a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Good trivia song. Mm. The Trash Men. But I would accept Peter Griffin as well. <laughs> Family guy. All right. All right, number two. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> is, isn't that Kid Rock? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. My name is Kid. That is a uh, ba with the ba. Ah, of course. Oh. Do our song clip number three. <laughs> Oh, 
Thank you, Karen. It's Roy Orbison. Yes. <laughs> Song name? Uh, Ubi Dooby. Ubi Dooby. Yes. I think I know the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Things you say when you're having a seizure. <laughs> Bob with the Bob. <laughs> Fourth clip. Ashley Simpson. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he feels so embarrassed. I like that. Me too. I really oh like it. Oh my god. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Dana intentionally delaying buzzing in so she could pretend like she was, oh, let me think about it. No. There's no shame. <laughs> okay, and we have our fifth song. Oh, oh yeah. Do our day. I believe that is Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Yes! Oh, man. I was thinking Manfred Mann, but I didn't know the name of the, if that was the person or the band. Wow! Nice. I, I just, at some trivia contest years ago, that was one of those things where we missed it, and I'm like, all right, I am never yeah. missing this one again. And yeah. I just, yeah. just encoded it into my brain. Because you know the song. But... So, of course, the theme is? Nonsense words yep. or filler, filler words. Yeah. <laughs> got it, got it. Ba with the ba. Doobie doobie doo diddy. <laughs> la la. And then we have these segments that are just undefinable and uncategorizable, and we can't lump them all together with any sort of theme whatsoever because they don't have anything to do with poop. Um, <laughs> and... There's poop related and there's no poop related. Right, right, right. Or non-related yes. poop. Yeah, exactly. We've done, again, as you said, we've done hundreds upon hundreds of segments, and at least five of them don't have anything to do with the Buttle region. So here, here's a mixed bag, a potpourri, if you will, yeah. of more fun moments from the past year of Good Job Brain. A poopery. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a quiz called Is it Belgium or not Belgium? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really, anything in the world can be put into one of those two categories. Right. Yeah, Belgium, yeah. very logical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, hold up one finger if you think it is Belgium. Two fingers if you think it's right. not. I think buzzing in on a 50-50 guess quiz. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot. Crazy. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. Are they from Belgium or not from Belgium? You all say no. They are. Oh, we all <laughs> overthought. Yeah. That was the easiest. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I thought that was, I was too easy. <laughs> I, I'm glad that I, I chose this format. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be a bloodbath. Probably. Brussels sprouts <laughs> are actually from Belgium. From Brussels. Yeah. Okay. Oh. In Belgium. Oh, great. Huh. I learned something new every day. It's good. The Holy Roman Empire was started here by Charlemagne. Belgium or not Belgium? You all say yes. The answer is no. Ah! <laughs> it was Germany. Oh. <laughs> I jumped you're, right you're, you're, you're in our head now. Yeah. 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 You, you are in our head. Quiz, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quadruple guessing myself now. Yeah. It's like, is it a trick of a trick? And what, what, if she thinks it's a trick? Yeah. You could say the president of Belgium, and I would say mm, not Belgium. <laughs> The most castles per square mile. Belgium or not Belgium? Karen says not. 
Colin says yes. Chris says yes, yes. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was gonna be like Ireland or Scotland. Or yeah, something. on the yeah. board. <laughs> the coffee filter was invented here. Oh. Belgium, not Belgium. Oh. Karen says not. I'm gonna say not. Chris, I'm gonna say Belgium. Chris says yes. Colin says not. It is not. It's Germany. Oh, it's always again. Germany. I thought it was gonna be Italy. I, I was gonna name this quiz Belgium, France, or Germany. That's oh. a hint for you guys because they're all kind of near each other and they have there's crossover. I like Belgium cultures. or not Belgium. Yeah, yeah. That's more of a a pizzazz. <laughs> My reasoning on that one was it would be like a French press, so they wouldn't have a filter. Mm. The metric system. Oh dang! Oh. Dang dang dang! Colin says yes. I'm going to say yes. There's smart people Karen there. says yes. Yes. No. It was in France. <laughs> <laughs> where was the metric system? France. Oh. Oh, well, that, make, yes. that makes oh. sense because that's where the international standards for all the metric mm. are kept. Okay. But see, maybe the dude is from Belgium. That's true. Okay. Well, how about this? The Communist Manifesto was written here. Whoa. Belgium, not Belgium. Colin says no. I'm going to guess German. Karen says one. yes. Yeah. Belgium. Yeah, it was. Because ah! Karl Marx was in exile from Germany, and he oh. went to Belgium. Oh. And he met Ingalls there. Here's here's one for Karen, though. Black, yellow, and red flag with horizontal stripes. Germany's flag is horizontal stripes. Yes. Do you know Belgium's flag? It's the same, but vertical stripes. Yes. Oh. That's the little trick. A little of, tricky. Yep, yep, yep. So Germany has the same color, horizontal. Belgium, same color, vertical. Oh, I like that. Belgian waffles. Not Belgium. Yes, Belgium. I say yes. 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 <laughs> Belgian waffles actually from Belgium. Woo! I don't know what the scores. You don't know what the scores are. <laughs> I think it's almost tied for everybody. Yay! Hey, you guys equally suck at Belgian trivia. <laughs> <laughs> We're all equally poor. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. That is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, and was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MK Ultra? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. For me, the action figure line that I was into, like you were into Star Wars, was, was He-Man. Oh, yeah. Um, and this started up in 1981. And basically, this all actually apparently came about. There's some disputes because um, Mattel was negotiating for the rights to make Conan the Barbarian uh, uh, figures. Well, based on the movie. But it fell through. They decided not to. Uh, um, and then, like, a year later, they do He-Man, very similar to, <laughs> to Conan the Barbarian. I believe there was, in fact, there was legal action over this. And I think Mattel won because it wasn't, you know, materially substantial because there was so much to the He-Man mythos that they right, kind of came right. up with. And they came up with the, the mythology for He-Man and all of the action figures really first as action figures. And what they did was they had uh, mini-comics that told stories about He-Man and Skeletor and Tila and Prince Adam and all this kind of stuff. And they inserted those mini-comics into the, the action figure packages. So you got this little comic. Um, oh. And that's how it told you who these people were. Yeah, and what their so origin stories was, were. Yeah. The cartoon wasn't even made. The cartoon 
cartoon wasn't even made yet. Now, eventually, in 1983, they started making the cartoon. And the cartoon, I mean, that cartoon was to sell action figures. This yeah. Advertising. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yep. We introduce characters in the cartoon, and the kids like the characters, and then the, the action figure comes out later. Oh. Yeah. So smart. And, and one of the things with Masters of the Universe is that they, I mean, really to save money in the beginning. I mean, it was very, it was very much designed to save money in every way possible in terms of reusing molds and reusing body parts. Like mm-hmm. He-Man and his arch nemesis, Skeletor, like their torso is the same. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Their crotch is the same. They have veins on their leg in the same spot. Right. Well, their legs and their arms are different because they had uh. bad guy arms that were like claws. <laughs> uh, and they had bad guy legs that had webbed feet. But then they'd use those same bad guy arms right. and legs. Right. And the yeah. arms popped off the torso because they're literally assembling them at the factory like pop, pop, just popping the arms on. You and know? they would just be different yeah. colors. The legs are attached right? with rubber bands. Yeah, they just painted yeah. them different colors. They had figures that were just, like, there was Beast Man, but then they came out with Moss Man, who was just Beast Man covered in, like, green fleck fabric. <laughs> um, and they would just get away with the most crazy stuff. Like, there was Stinkor, who was a skunk, but he was just Merman, right? <laughs> painted black, and then they took Mechanex red armor and painted it orange and put it on Stinkor, and I think they gave him a weapon that was a repaint of somebody else's. So they made this whole new figure. The whole thing is just mix and match. It's just mix yeah. and match out of old parts. I noticed they were always the same size, but I didn't realize, oh, it's because they're made from the same parts. It's just kind of hot <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in this yeah. universe is well, exactly the same yeah. height. You knew as a kid that they were doing that. You know, yeah. it starts to, that's how you start to get cynical as a kid. It's you mm-hmm. buy a Masters of the Universe figure and you're like, wait a gosh your, darn minute. Yeah. Yeah. I could have yeah. made my own. I, mean, I was making <laughs> hybrids. Like you put the Skeletor arms on He-Man. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and actually, well, Stinkor, they actually, they, they put like a perfume on I remember. Thing. He actually he's, had an odor like, to Oh, he him. smells like a skunk. He didn't. He smelled like, you know, he smelled like a scratch and sniff snicker of, of, uh, of, eggs of dubious quality. No, it smelled good. No, it smelled good because uh, as a kid, you just sit on the, you know, huffing Stinkor. Huffing Stinkor. Yeah, because it smells like <laughs> The Chris Kohler memoirs. Huffing Stinkor. <laughs> Colin, you prepared a very special comics quiz for all of us and also for the listeners, but especially for Nicole and Josh. Going out to you guys, Josh. (laughs) All right. Uh, Comic book quiz, and we're going to do this a little bit differently from a regular quiz. I've given you guys pads here. You're all going to write down your answer, and then we're going to score you guys as we go. And then there'll be a tiebreaker at the end. Oh, wow. This is like real pub trivia. I know with comic books, this is always tough of... Too hard, not hard enough. I think I've tried to get a good balance here of questions for you guys. All right. So remember, don't shout out or buzz in. You're going to write down your answers. Okay. Here we go. Specifically, Mm -hmm. what type of radiation was responsible for turning Dr. Bruce Banner into the Incredible Hulk? And in the comics, they always rendered this type of radiation as green. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Ready? Answers? Dana says gamma. Chris says gamma. Karen says gamma. Correct. Gamma radiation. That's right. In the Batman comics, what is the name of Gotham City's asylum for the criminally insane? That's easy. All right. Karen says Arkham. Dana says Arkham. Chris says Arkham. That is correct. Arkham yeah. Asylum for the Criminally Insane. <laughs> Thanks, a video games. Frequently home to the Joker. So even if you've never read a single issue of Batman, the name Arkham might sound familiar. So tell me, Arkham is inspired by the works of what 20th century author? And think about the kind of place it is, the atmosphere it has. Oh, my God. All right. 
answers up. Dana guessed George Orwell. Not a bad guess. Oh. Karen says Edgar Allan Poe. Not a bad guess. But Chris is correct oh, with H.P. Lovecraft. Darn it. Yes. I should have thought... Because it was a board game called Arkham, Arkham Horror. Horror. Yes, that's oh, right. right. Yes, the creator yeah. of Cthulhu mythology and all of yes, who, who which set a lot of his tales were set in the fictional town of Arkham, Massachusetts. I'm so ashamed of myself. Oh. <laughs> in Iron Man's debut appearance in 1963, protagonist Tony Stark builds his armored suit while imprisoned in what foreign country? And I'm giving you the year there for a reason. Say the year again. 1963. All right, answers up. Chris says Vietnam. Dana says Russia. Karen says Iran. Chris is correct. It is Vietnam. Uh, Yes, it was the Vietnam War. He was captured there. They did, in fact, later update it to the Gulf War. And the current story, I think, is Afghanistan, where it took Mm -hmm. place. Over the years, various super-powered animals have made their way into the Superman (laughs) comic storylines. So I'm going to give you guys five super pets. Only one of them is fake. So you need to tell me which one of these is not real. Okay. Crypto the super dog. Mm -hmm. Nova the super bear. Beppo the super monkey. Comet the super horse. And Streaky the super cat. (laughs) (laughs) all right answers up karen says bear dana says streaky super cat chris says nova the super it is nova the super bear is made up i invented that one yes streaky the super cat is real there were just some (laughs) some really off the wall storylines they had uh and you can do your own google research on these various animals you know and also i was thinking i was like well superman's like super america and bear is such a russian that's what i was going for i was trying to mislead you guys wow but he wouldn't have a pet bear because that's un-american at at some point you guys saw through my ruse all right what mansion would you find at 1407 Gray Malkin Lane in Westchester, New York? Oh. 1407 okay. Gray Malkin Lane. All right, answers up. Karen says oh. Wayne Manor. Chris says Wayne Mansion. <laughs> Dana says X-Men House. Dana is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I will accept X-Men House. X-Men House. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Manor would be in Gotham in City. In Gotham City, right, that's right. Yeah. I tried to give you the extra little clue there. Yeah. Westchester, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he may be in the suburbs, Yeah, maybe. he has a house in the hand. <laughs> yeah, 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 He's yeah, got yeah, a fast yeah. car. Right. But oh, yes, I would job. have accepted Charles Xavier's house, right. Professor <laughs> X's Academy for Gifted Youngsters, <laughs> X-Men H-Quarters. Right. Or, yeah. or in this case. X-Men House. Well done. Well done. Right. Dean Johnson, the X-Men of X-Men House, for throwing another party. <laughs> X-Men House! Wonder Woman famously graced the cover of the first issue of what U.S. magazine in July 1972? July 19... First issue. First issue, July 1972. in 1972? Okay. All right. Answers up. Dana says Ms. Magazine. Chris says Ms. Magazine. Karen says TV Guide. It is Ms. Magazine. I've never even yes. heard of that. Gloria Steinem's uh, oh. famous feminist iconic magazine. <laughs> so speaking of magazines, newspapers figure prominently in the storylines of both Spider-Man and Superman uh, because both Clark Kent and Peter Parker work at newspapers. We're going to start off here. For one point each, can you tell me the names of either or both of the newspapers in the Spider-Man and Superman worlds? In Metropolis and New York City. 
Yes, all three of you have it correct. It is the Daily Planet and Superman and the Daily Bugle and Spider-Man. Yes. All right, so now don't get too happy with yourselves no. because for one extra nerd point each, I what need to know who are the editors-in-chief of the two newspapers. J.K. Simmons was the actor in Spider-Man. Yes, yes, oh. a fantastic performance by J.K. Simmons in the Spider-Man movies. Okay, we'll start with uh, Dana, who has Perry White and Larry oh, Rogers. Oh, Perry White! <laughs> the two answers are Perry... Oh, and Chris has Nothing and J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. So, yes, J. Jonah Jameson is the Daily Bugle editor-in-chief. Perry, Perry White Perry is the editor-in-chief. White. Don't call me cheap! Oh. <laughs> and Karen has put Hugh Jass and <laughs> Hugh Cares. <laughs> 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 And I'm throwing all the points away. (laughs) Uh, Chris does, in fact, win, for those of you who had money riding on the game. So well done. All right, great. And that's our show, Best of 2012. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you guys can join us in 2013 for more Good Job Brain trivia and quiz show and just general kickassery. You can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And check out our sponsors, bonobos.com. And we'll see you guys next year. Bye. 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 Happy New Year. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.